David Eagle's audio blog, hello, happy new year. This one is called Keris Matthews and Sexy Fish. This Sunday morning, we, as in the young'uns, were on the Keris Matthews show on BBC Six Music. Having got to bed late due to celebrating a friend's birthday and then waking at 5am to take a painfully slow megabus journey from Sheffield to London, I felt, rather aptly, in a state of catatonia. I hope that Keris appreciated this tribute. If we'd have been on Huey Morgan's show, then I'd have paid it homage to his band, the fun-loving criminals, perhaps assaulting someone by throwing a banana skin in front of them, resulting in them having a comical skid and trip. I suppose this tactic would also work if we were on the Mark Riley show, given that his former band was The Fall. If I was on Claire Grogan's show, then I would walk around using a pair of augmented reality glasses. I'll let you Google that one if you haven't worked it out already. Sometimes you appreciate things more if you work for it a little bit. And while you're at it, see if you can decipher this blog post's political subtext. It is there if you listen hard enough. If you haven't got it the first time round, listen again. As we walked through the BBC corridor, we passed Andrew Marr, who had just interviewed Theresa May. Apparently, Brexit still means Brexit. Also, Michael Ball and a bloke from Strictly Come Dancing, who I've never heard of before and I'm not going to look up because I take a strange glee in remaining ignorant about such things. I also overheard a conversation between two people, one of whom who declared that he was off to the sexy fish. Having googled Sexy Fish, it appears that this is a high-end London restaurant, although I suppose it could also be their nickname for Andrew Marr, given that's whose studio they were standing outside. Just a little warning, be careful not to go too far down the Google search results for Sexy Fish, as you do get some rather niche aquatic porn. And let's just say, those carp aren't so coy. And those salmon, well, they're well and truly wild. Fortunately, I've done some research for you, and so uh, here are some facts about fish porn. One of the most famous fish porn films is Grinding Nemo. Uh, that features quite a lot of gill-on-gill -gill action. Another one is about a fish swingers party, which involves a lot of partner swapping. If you want to look up that one, it's called Your Place or Mine. Sadly, that film made headlines in the fish porn world because one of the actors who played the part of an insatiable fisherman failed to wear protection and consequently caught crabs. Apparently, they couldn't find a condom adequate enough to fit the fisherman's rod. That's according to an unnamed source, although people believe it to be a source close to some of the prawns who were working on the film, which presumably means that the source in question was was one Mary Rose. Uh, Mary Rose worked in the costume department and was responsible for dressing the prawns. Anyway, sorry, what were we chatting about before we got distracted by the subject of fish porn? Oh yes, Keris Matthews. A special hello, by the way, if you're listening to this because you've uh, stumbled across it because you were googling for Keris Matthews fish porn. I'm sorry for your disappointment. We arrived at the studio to some panic as a befuddled engineer was trying to figure out why all of the music that's been played so far on the show was massively distorted. This mishap probably did us quite a big favour as it was fixed just before we came on, meaning that our song sounded infinitely more pleasing than the other 90 minutes of music that went before it. This might be the reason why we were deluged with orders from six music listeners after the show. It's just a shame that all of our CDs, due to a technical fault, are riddled with heavy distortion. This sudden surge in sales resulted in Michael having to get a train back to Teesside so he could post the albums out. His original plan was to stay in London until Tuesday because we were doing a session on BBC Radio 3 on the Monday evening. I mean, you would have thought that it would have made sense if Michael had brought the CDs with him so that he could post them out when they were ordered, rather than having to make a 600-mile round trip. But alas, there was no room in Michael's bag due to the fact that he insists on carrying his own two pillows from home, maintaining that he can't get a good night's sleep without them. So, on the one hand, he did have to make a completely pointless and expensive six-hour round trip, but, on the other hand, at least he had a good night's sleep. 
even though, ironically, due to taking the train home, he ended up sleeping in his own bed anyway, meaning that he essentially just took his pillows out for a day trip. But at least the pillows got to meet Caris Matthews. Uh, Caris was particularly enamoured by the pillows, especially when Michael pointed out to her that it was made out of international velvet. Uh, That's a hilarious catatonia joke there. Uh, Thank you. This whole pillow fiasco has become so ridiculous that Michael has suggested that on our radio sessions we don't sing any songs that require him to play the guitar as he's travelling by train and so will be too encumbered to carry a guitar as well as his two bloody pillows. So we turned into a band that can't play half of our songs and can't sell our CDs due to a pair of pillows. Those pillows are the young'uns Yoko Ono. If you want to buy a copy of our CD, The Ballad of Johnny Longstaff, I'd suggest that you do it now, because in the next couple of days we're flying to Dublin, and I don't want Michael to have to make a round trip on a plane in order to keep up with purchases. We're on tour from late January into February, and uh, tickets are already selling really fast. Some of them have already sold out. If you attend one of the gigs, then feel free to come and say hello and meet us in person. And if you're really lucky, you might even get to meet Michael's pillows. Maybe we could charge a pound for a photo with the pillows. It might help recover some of the costs incurred by Michael's redundant train travel.